Blog Talk Radio. The Metal Hammer of Doom. Tonight we are reviewing the latest from extreme British meddlers, Cradle of Filth, Cryptoriana, The Seductiveness of Decay. They're just a sad, sad group. (laughs) All obsessed with death. That giggling like a schoolgirl you hear in the background can come from only one man, this the disapproving dad and the host of source material in his own right, Mr. Jesse Starcher. How do you do, sir? Oh, man. What have you guys got me into tonight? Wow. Oh. You know you love the cradle of filth. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, ever since their ever since their genesis, since 1991. That's right. Straight from the Wikipedia. Cradle of Filth, huh? 1991, let's see. I was probably the exact opposite of the spectrum when Cradle of Filth dropped. Uh, I was just much like you, listening to our some NWA, probably, and uh, maybe some Sir Mix-A-Lot, some iced tea. I wasn't checking out Cradle of Filth, unfortunately. But tonight, I get the opportunity to sit here with you and discuss a Cradle of Filth album, and I... Oh, I'm just beside myself, Mark Radlich. I can't wait. I I really enjoyed this band. I enjoyed their theatricalness. I got to see them live in Irving Plaza, New York City, uh, many, many years ago. And to this day, they are the only ones that have produced a T-shirt that was even that was so filthy, that was so offensive, even I had some problems with it. You want to know what that T-shirt was a print of? Tell me. It was a ghoul or goblin of some such. It was uh, some sort of evil mythological creature, but fucking a nun. No, but fucking a nun. Jesse Sarcher, you hear that, Melissa? But fucking nuns. 
some sort of gnomish creature. But fucking a numb. Did I tell you who oh. it was? But fucking a numb, Jesse Starcher. I couldn't. I I didn't hear you the first time, but I caught it the third or fourth. Thank goodness. <laughs> I just what, wanted so, to make sure that you heard you, me. Can you tell me? Was this like promoting an album, or was this like? Is this just like, hey, we're Cradle of Filth. We really don't care. And here's a T-shirt. And here's a T-shirt of some sort of. Uh, Creature, but fucking a nun, and and that's really all it was. <laughs> they, oh, wow. I mean, I mean, look, any show is going to promote an album. That's that these things go hand in hand. But sure. there was nothing about the album that I could see on this T-shirt. Uh, it was just a print that they happened to be selling at that okay. time. Okay. All right. So so Alestorm has fucked with an anchor, and they yeah. proceed to provide you with a shirt of. Somebody about to get, you know, an anchor shoved up their ass. But these guys don't even have a song. Are you telling I me mean, that there was no song off the off of the album that you could recall called uh, "Fucking a Nun" or nothing like that that you can recall? <laughs> <laughs> Five minutes in, and this is where I mean, we're at. <laughs> Welcome to the Metal Hammer of Doom, anybody, where we're going to spend at least 20 minutes about talking about butt fucking a nut. Strap <laughs> uh, <laughs> in, everyone. Um, it's that yeah, kind of Yeah, get show. ready. Uh, I, look, they're, they're very much anti-religion, and I think many of their songs, uh, many of their songs come from th- that theme. Okay. Whether there specifically was a song about some sort of ghoulish creature having their way with a nun, uh, I, I really couldn't say. But I do know oh. that Cradle of Filth is definitely known for their anti-religion stance in their music. Okay. So that would then clear sense. clearly the imagery conveys the same message. You are correct, sir. Um, I don't know. If we've actually. To your recollection, have we covered a Cradle of Filth album on this? Uh... Ooh, I'd have to go to the oh, archives and yeah. double check, but I swear, I swear, you guys have talked. I, I've talked about. It. As a matter of fact, the post that you just made right before we got on here, at least right before I got on here, anyway, of Gilded Cunt was one we've talked about at length at one point. But what, what as for the archives. What, what was the gilded, song again? gilded cunt, sir. Gilded cunt. Oh, oh, you saw my post of the song Gilded Cunt? Hey, Melissa. I did. Did you oh, know no. that Jesse heard my post, uh, saw my post, and has heard the song by Cradle of Filth from 2004, Gilded Cunt? Her response? <laughs> um, I don't know if you heard <laughs> No. Well, well, she... She blinked at me a number of times, and then she said, you do really feel you're trying to sleep, and you're screaming in the middle of the house, gilded cunt. Oh, my goodness. Hey, July 23rd, 2015, Metal Hammer of Doom, Cradle of Filth, Hammer of the Witches. I don't think I was a part of that. I don't think I was a part of that one. Okay. So not the first time we've discussed Cradle of Filth, and obviously we have covered a previous album. They've been... This is the 12th uh, studio album by this band, and our second 
review of one of their albums. I, I've been listening to Cradle of Filth from the beginning. Um, my favorite is actually the the album that Gilded Con comes from, Nymphetamine. Uh, I, I you know it, it's got a really thrashy sound to it. But I'll tell you, like I said, when I saw Cradle of Filth in concert, they are like over the top uh, theatrical, and that mm-hmm. that's, I enjoy them so much. I think, you know, listening to, if you take Cradle of Filth as a whole and you listen to all their albums and kind of ebbs and flows, some are better than others, some covers are better than others, um, and you you might find yourself thinking, eh, it gets a little samesy at times, but you really have not had the Cradle of Filth experience until you've seen them live. I, I would say the same thing about uh, Jimmy Bourguier. You know, where I, I was able to appreciate them a lot more seeing them live uh, than listening to them uh, on, on an album. So that's, that's, that's my opinion. Now, I, I kidded you about your great love of Cradle of Filth. The truth of the matter is you're not a fan. <laughs> you're not, that is you're correct, not sir. fond of the thing. And it's okay. not like I immediately, you know, had a, a gut wrench reaction like, oh, gosh, you know, I, I don't I can't stand these guys because I've never really sat down and gave them a very half hearted chance at all. It's just uh, when a song would come on the if it was on Spotify or whatever, and it's rare that it would pop up on any of the mixes that Spotify plays for me, uh, I was. I wasn't impressed. Now the thing is, is that and we'll, we'll talk to this when we get talk about this when we get to it. But when we were preparing for this album, one of the singles released. At least it was on the new release radio, I think. And I immediately immediately was like, "Well, hey, this this sounds really good." And it turns out that that was a cover. So <laughs> that might actually explain uh, as to why uh, I all of a sudden was taken aback by how much I liked the song. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, these guys are not my cup of tea. That is just outright. I'll let all our listeners know. I don't know. I, I've worried about this, Mark Radlich, most of the day because we have a, if there are Cradle of Filth fans, if there is a fan base that comes and finds this show because we're reviewing this album. I really don't want to let them down. So I'm not going to shit talk them or anything as much as I, uh, as much as some people may think I will, but no, I, it's just not my thing. And to each his own, I hope you guys understand that as we go forward with reviewing this album. Okay. Well, let's get going. Let's let's actually go ahead and start listening to some of the music here and review this album. Uh, I have a funny feeling, and I've only listened to it once. I have a funny feeling at the end of it, I'm going to go, yep, that was a Cradle of Filth album. I enjoyed what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the next yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, I have a that's feeling that's prediction. what you're going to say. <laughs> All right, so here we go. This first track is not Gilded Cunt. I just want you to know that, Melissa. This first track is not Gilded Cunt. It has <laughs> nothing to do with fucking a nun in the butt. <laughs> uh, my wife loves me. Every last bit of me. Right, Melissa? <laughs> you ready for this, Jesse? This, this Let's hear it. All right, here we go. 
This next, this first track is track one, exquisite. This first track is track one. Good, good for me. That's a, yeah. Um, there you I'm go. redundant. I'm redundant, and I repeat myself. Exquisite <laughs> torments await. too long because I got distracted by something, and I'll tell you what that is in just a second. Let's get right into Heartbreak and Seance track.
right. Before this podcast goes any further, I need you to do something for me. Are you no. on your computer? Okay. Oh, always. Are you? Okay. I need you to Google Cradle of Filth T-shirt, comma, none. Now, what you're going to see <laughs> is not the one I was talking about, but we need to talk about this other T-shirt, and I need you to describe it graphically. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Hold on. <laughs> I, I might, I, if, I, if, if leaving out – let me see. Am now, I going I to, to like, bring up Google Images. That's what I was going to okay. say. Am I going to Images? Yes. Yep. That's what I thought because that was the first <laughs> – the story <laughs> legitimately. Okay, here we go. June 25th. I'm, I'm, on, I'm in the section of all, by the way. Uh, okay. Not in images. I'll go to all. But th- the first, the first link is the RollingStone.com uh, link. The yep. story of the most controversial shirt in rock history. Oh boy. Okay, yeah, so I, I mean, have it, to describe this. Uh, go to images. I am. I'm looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now I, I'm not going to ask you to describe the front, but it could, if, if you could just read the back of the T-shirt for me, that would be great. On the back of the T-shirt. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> uh, wow. Why do they? Well, I understand. <laughs> this is their. This is this is this is their lot in life. They've chosen this path to where they must feel that they have to shock and make some type of a statement. And uh, I'll go ahead and read. The front, which I assume is the title of the album, is is that um, correct? Vestal. We, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Vestal masturbation, and we have a uh, what appears to be a uh, a scantily clad, if not topless, nun. Uh, we'll just say pleasing herself on the front there. She's she's obviously got her hands full. <laughs> And then, and then on the back, uh, we have a four-word statement, and it is in very large white letters on a black T-shirt, plainly stating Jesus is a cunt. So, Mark Radlich, <laughs> I mean, okay, so this is the most controversial one, and and are they? I want to look at the article. Have you read any of the article that Rolling no, Stone? No, I'm going to read you. I'm, I'm going to read you a piece of their Wikipedia entry that deals with this. The increasingly theatrical stage shows of the 1997 European tour helped keep Cradle in the public eye, as did a burgeoning line of controversial merchandise. Not the least, n- not least, the notorious T-shirt depicting a masturbating nun. On the front of on the front, and the slogan "Jesus is a cunt" is <laughs> large letters on the back. The T-shirt is banned in New Zealand. A handful of fans have faced court appearances and fines for wearing the shirt in public, and some band members themselves attracted a certain amount of hostile attention when they wore uh, similar "I Love Satan" shirts to the Vatican. Alex Mawson, the Lord Provost of Glasgow from '99 to 2003, called the shirts and by implication the ban sick and defensive. The band obviously approved using the quote on the back cover of the 2005 DVD, Peace Through Superior Firepower. Who would have thought, last cradle frontman Danny Filth, 22 years and still so much upset. 
Now, this was penned back in, when was this article written? Uh, this was 2015, so yeah, that was a couple of years back. So 24 years that, that shirt's been around. That's crazy. I wonder if it's, there's no way it's, you think it's still selling? Somebody's making a knockoff or something. They got to be. Uh, it, it, you can still buy the shirt, yes. Wow. If you really want it. Ah, uh, well, Mark Radlich, and I'll, is this is this is this okay? Which one's worse, <laughs> the one you were talking about I at the honest, beginning, or this one? I I honestly found, and I don't I don't get, uh, I I don't offended. I don't get um, offended by much, but I find this shirt to be le- I find this shirt to be kind of funny. You know, it, it is so over the top and so yeah, in your face. It, it is. It, it's like, okay, we got it. You know, you guys are are be are purposely being offensive. I found just the image that I was describing before actually uh, to be more offensive. I I don't know why exactly. I don't know why a masturbating nun to me is less offensive than a a nun. Um, than some sort of horrible creature having its way with a nun from the back end. But uh, I I just do. I I remember distinctly, and this is in my 20s, you know, where, you know, know, where attitude-wise, I was all about insulting people and being in your face and, you know, and, like, again... I actually, now that I'm seeing it again, I actually remember the Jesus is a cunt T-shirt everywhere, and I thought it was hilarious back then. You're gonna have but, you're gonna have to do some work and see if you can find this other shirt that you were talking about because well, I'm that's what started, I'm that's what started this. I, yeah. I was I just Googled cradle of T-shirt, cradle of Phil T-shirt, and then comma none, hoping I'd find it, and mm-hmm. and all I and all I came up with was this. And then I was like, I gotta show this to Jesse. <laughs> well, I'm I am currently looking for, uh, I am currently looking for the one you're talking about. For some reason, in Google Images, there is a picture of Neil Fallon singing uh, oh, the most popular Clutch song in history. I don't know how that gets related with Cradle of Filth, none, but but ah uh, well. <laughs> uh, and that's the name of my new band, None But. Um, all right. <laughs> So speaking of none but, what did you think of Exquisite Torments Await and Heartbreak and Seance? Ah, well, okay. The first the first thing, right just immediately, okay, you're going to see what you're gonna hear what this band is so common so common. So uh so famous for. <laughs> and that is that is the the screeching uh, and the wailing of the lead singer, Danny Phil. It's a, it, just that, that scream that he has, it's got to be, it's iconic in my opinion, because there aren't too many other bands, frontmen, that have that kind of pipes and that, that kind of sound. And from what I understand, he's not able to carry like he used to, which really surprises me. Um, but I think with, <laughs> I think with the first interlude, the two minute song that we had there, and then, 
you know, as we get into this first song, you're going to see what this album's all about. You're going to get the screeching and the wailing and some growls, you know, that extreme metal that we're used to. Uh, but uh, technically, uh, technical wise, you know, when it comes to uh, the drummer and and the guitars, I mean, everything sounds phenomenal when it comes to that. Um, I bet you, Mark Radlich, could make a list, at least of the top three things, maybe even top four, but top three things that make a Cradle of Filth song. And why don't you hit me with what the number one song, what, what, what would be the number one thing that is most common and most prevalent among every Cradle of Filth song? I think scale and epicness. Every song sounds like it could have been a part of some sort of horror opera. Ah, um, yes. Yeah, these are not just death metal songs. These are not just extreme metal songs. These are uh, theatrical and operatic in scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I like Cradle of Filth so much. You know, there's so many bands that that can do the growl and some of the wailing and everything. You know, the, the, that kind of vocal styling is not exactly uh, uh, alone for rare. It's not yeah. exactly rare for you know for cradle for. Oh my gosh, um, it's not <laughs> just Cradle of Filth that does it. Yeah, um, but Cradle of Filth. Cradle of Filth almost are like a progressive death metal band in that sense. You know, they have all all of the epicness of some of the great uh, classic progressive bands, but then the harshness of their vocal styling. I think those are the elements that I really like about them. Um, I think the second thing is their their themes. Uh, look, maybe two 40-ish year old guys don't need to necessarily hear about death and decay and gothic themes but certainly you find a lot of that in the heavy metal culture people who do appreciate that sort of thing and you know they tap right into it um and the third thing is look these guys can play their instruments oh yeah you know this is not simple stuff they're playing so let's go ahead and listen to the third track here this is the third single, actually, from this album. This is Achingly Beautiful.
interest of time, I'm, I'm not. I usually will play about half a song, but when they start to get up into seven, eight minutes a piece, I, I gotta, I gotta, you know, two to three minutes is about right. Um, all right, what'd you think of that one? Ah, there we go. Sorry, I'm, I muted myself. Yeah, uh, we gotta draw a line somewhere. Can't be, can't be doing no four minute operatic goth pieces here on the Metal Hammer of Doom. Um, it was okay. Uh, I, I plugged it in, by the way, just to let you know. I plugged it into our word counter tool. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Because one of the things that you know we can definitely see with the lyrics uh, that this guy brings forth is it's it tells a story usually. So I was like, okay, well, let's see how this thing looks. I mean, dude, there are. Well, let's just say there's not really too many repeating choruses. Amongst these songs, <laughs> nothing where you can raise your fist and bang your fist in the air and and sing along with old Danny here. But uh, yeah, this song right here, read, readability level, college students. Uh, I mean, there are 243 unique words in this. Unique words. There. Are, uh, so I assume what they're saying is that that's not repeated words. Those are unique words in this one song. So. Uh, 600 and well, wait a second. That's that doesn't matter, but I can tell you this much. Uh, there are 91 of those words are long words, which are greater than or equal to seven characters, dude. That's like a that's like bingo on Scrabble, (laughs) 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 but uh, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, it's okay. I mean, he's he's telling a story here, and there are some there really are uh, some intricate stories that are woven amongst most of these songs and most of it's about love and death that's usually the common stuff that you kind of see you know you talk about the anti-religion stance i i don't i haven't seen much of that yet in what i've read uh it just seems like there's more of that love for the see, this really feels more towards the goths side of things for me this album uh all right well and, it's and not, funny you say that because because Danny Feltz said the album is deeply infused with Victorian Gothic horror, and thus the title is a reflection of that. Cryptoriana okay. implies the Victorian's infatuation with the supernatural, the grave, and the ghoulish. And the subtitle is Seductiveness of Decay further cements this attraction to death in the glittering, lengthy process of self-annihilation. Only fucking musicians who don't have to get up and go to work every day. <laughs> And kids, be, they have the like, opportunity to sit there and think this shit out. Damn. Yeah. I mean, uh, us run-of-the-mill Joes, us lunch pail guys, you know, aren't sitting around thinking about the glittering, lengthy process of self-annihilation. For fuck's sake. Uh, all right. When, when we, after this next song, remind me, uh, I, I'll try not to forget, but I, I want to tell the story. I want to talk about how you mentioned, for, you know, we're 40-year-old men. Listening to metal music, this stuff may not appeal to us. I want to talk about my concert experience from last year. I don't think I had the opportunity to really break down my interactions with some of the crowd at that place. So, um, yeah, I'm ready. Unless you got something else to say, let's listen to the next track. All right. This is track four. This is Wesper Vespertine.
And that goes on for another five and a half minutes. <laughs> Have we hit the standout track yet? Do any of these stand out to you? Like, oh my gosh, holy shit! We, you got to hear this Cradle of Filth song. Uh, what, you know, if what, if Gil, and, what and, does and, it and now I'm not doing a. I was gonna say, it, if Gilded Cunt, and now I'm not doing a bit anymore. It's that's the name of the song, folks. If Gilded Cunt for me is like the high water mark for Cradle of Filth, that's the, you know, that's the kind of stuff I like to listen to. That's that's what I want to hear. Nothing has approached that yet. Okay. Everything's okay. been everything's been kind of, you know, I, I can't think of a song I absolutely hate by Cradle of Filth, but I know that there's some exist. Um, <laughs> there, there's some that just sound just sound like meandering noise to me, and so you figure that's that's a, that's a one. Uh, these songs have all been in the five six range so far. Okay. Okay. Um. All right, yeah. Well, I had to look up what the hell Vespertine meant. I've never used that in my vocabulary, I don't think, ever. So just to let our listeners know, Vespertine is an adjective relating to occurring or active in the evening. Does that surprise you? doesn't surprise me anyway. No. No. (laughs) So I'm at this concert, Scar Symmetry. It's the first metal concert, like really purely metal that I've been to, I think. I mean, you can't count Fozzie as metal. You can't count, uh, you can't count Clutch, really, as, as much metal. Uh, but, uh, anyway, I'm at, I'm at this concert, I'm standing by these people, and they're going nuts. They're having a good time. Just like any other heavy metal concert that you've probably been to, Mark Radlich. And I know you jump in, you hit the pit every once in a while. But, uh, Okay, you guys need to go upstairs and go to bed. That's pretty much what you need to do. <laughs> All right? Both of you need to go to upstairs and go to bed. Clear? Let's, let's rock. Bo- both of you. Did, did one of them say, Eddie. let's rock? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I think one of them said a bad word. The other one decided to come tell on them. Okay, you guys need to go to bed. All right, be careful. All right. So anyway, as as if, as if you couldn't tell, the wife is away right now. Uh, so the, the, <laughs> what the hell's going on here? <laughs> the boys, the boys were supposed to be in bed at eight thirty, sir, and it is nine thirty nine, and I can still hear their footsteps resounding upstairs instead of being in bed. Anyway, so I'm at this concert. Do you need to take, you know, the, need to take a minute to go upstairs and kick your kid's ass, and we'll, then I'll just play that, another song. That will happen. Yeah, do that. I tell you what, you do that. I'll be right back, and I'll finish the story. Okay. Well, Jesse goes to kick the shit out of his kids. We'll go ahead and play track five. This is the title track, The Seductiveness of Decay.
I tell you, that combination of the of the banshee scream and the double bass drums, nothing better. Nothing better. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, let me tell you a little something here, Mark Radlich. Uh, wow, I, I I threw this back into the word counter. I'm sorry to keep going back to this, but I mean, dude, when you have 99 words that are over seven characters in your song, that's insanity. This guy probably either loves or hates playing words with friends because if you've ever played words with friends and, and you try to lay something out you know is a word but for some reason it doesn't realize it's a word like phantasmagoriana yes i don't even know how many that is three six nine twelve fifteen fifteen letters in phantasmagoriana unreal Danny Phillips, amazing. Well, you know, that that was, again, you're just like you said. It's your typical cradle of filth. I mean, what you get there is what you get across the album. Uh, I don't really know if there's much more to be said other than just if anybody gives these guys a chance, make sure to pull the lyrics up and follow along because it's tough to do in the growls and the screams. You don't know if he's actually just screaming or if he's actually screaming a word. It's kind of tough to keep track sometimes. But uh, there you go. Shit has been kicked, by the way, upstairs. And then a few seconds ago, my son just came downstairs and said he had to poop. So, (laughs) all right, thank you. (laughs) You beat that ass, Jesse? You show him his ball? Apparently I did. Apparently I did. All right, this is track six. This is excuse me. Vengeful Spirit. Love the clean vocals from the from the female on that one. 
Just just a great song. Yeah. Again, when the female vocalist hits, usually uh to me when I was listening to this, it would sometimes actually kind of take me out. I was just like I, I where did this shit come from? You know, I was like I didn't expect this. But here's the thing. Just like he had mentioned, he's shooting for that Victorian goth feel. I assume is is the female vocalist a, a very big part usually in the previous albums? I I didn't know if she was or not. Do you recall? Do you hear? Do you remember hearing too many songs where all of a sudden she hits, breaks in, and does a, ever, a beautiful? Have you ever heard Cradle of Filth's cover of uh, "Stay"? I don't think I have. All right, you should grab that. Okay. I will do and then that. you'll have your answer. All right. So you, <laughs> you go want ahead me to grab it and, and put it on the network? Yes, please. Um, right. This is becoming a running. This is becoming a running gag with you and I, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> hey Jesse, upload the music. Hey Jesse, upload more music. Um, <laughs> in the meantime, I'm gonna go ahead and play track seven. This is. The second single I came so. out August 8th. This is You Will Know the Lion by His Claw. <laughs> Jesse, did you mute yourself again? 
Oh yes, yes I did. I had to pull. I had to put some underwear and pants on a child. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So okay, I found I I found said song I believe. Uh, so it shall be coming onto the network in about ten seconds. Let me finish. Well, actually, you go ahead and talk about that track. I don't want to. I don't want to step all over you here. Well, I was just going to say that um, I really enjoy the chorus of that. Um, it's a shame we can't play the whole thing, but uh, yeah, that that really is a phenomenal song for them. And then you, of course, you have the the trademark Banshee scream. Um, yes. To break it up. But uh, I enjoyed the I, I did enjoy the rhythm of that, especially like I said, once it gets to the chorus. Yeah, of all the original content that was on here, I know I I, I kind of teased about how I like the the cover a lot off of here. But I I think you will know the Lion by His Claw is actually my favorite Cradle of Filth song off of here. It's although it has the staples in there, there's not what I feel like a huge goth influence to the song it seems like it's more straight heavy metal and i can get past the vocals and all that and i'm, I'm all right with it so yeah I, i'm down yeah. with uh i'm down with it do you know how the original stay goes the uh, dude the only thing that's going through my head is stay stay that is not the right song <laughs> i have the, no. I, I think i'm mixing stay. that up with something completely different Stay with me, you better hope and pray day in your own world. Now, you don't remember that? No, what is that? Who's the original? Any idea who the original artist is? Oh, gosh. I want to say it's... Um, hang on. Let me uh, pull it up real quick. Stay. There I see a bunch of stay with me, but that looks like stuff that's more That's recent. not the right so, one. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, when you sleep at night, you don't even fight in your own world. Um, uh, you better hope and pray. A lot of lot of songs with the <laughs> with the word stay. Rihanna apparently. Uh, Shakespeare's sister. I fuck. I would have never come to me if I hadn't looked it up. This was the hit single from Shakespeare's sister. Okay. Don't remember it, right? No, not off the top of my head. When we get into this cover, though, I, I, I have this strange feeling that it's going to click. Okay, well then, let's not delay any longer. Here we go. This is Cradle of Filth's cover of Stay. Don't think I'm 
same girl i mean i assume it is she's very impressive well uh it's a different girl uh this one is sarah jezebel diva and she was with cradle of filth from 96 through 2012 uh she has her own solo stuff and she's appeared on a bunch of other uh albums singing for people now um the, the gal and this one, I'm going to assume, is Lindsay Schoolcraft, uh, who gets credit as narrative vocals. Oh, no, I take that back. It's Liv Christine, who's the female vocals on Vengeful Spirit. Okay. What is she from? She just uh, I'm clicking on her just to check and see. Norwegian singer-songwriter who has performed and composed songs mostly for various subgenres of heavy metal music. So she's just like your your journeyman of the your your journeyman or journeywoman, I guess, of the metal scene. Interesting. Um, yep. So that yeah. So she's the vocals on that. Uh, and you know, previously she was in Emerald Sun, Savin, Primal Fear, Twar. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. So there we go. She also apparently appears on Amphetamines by Cradle of Filth. So okay. she's been around, this one. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, I have to say the the addition of the female vo- the clean female vocals definitely gives the these songs another dimension, which is certainly appreciated. Uh, speaking of women, let's hear the track eight. This is Death and the Maiden.
good. I like that one. Yeah, that was so that's heavy, dude. The last track of, that's the last track of the album proper. Our next two are bonus tracks. Because I'm a bonus track. Did you hear that one? <laughs> oh, you've, you've, you've hit me at that one, sir, a while back. Have I? Okay. okay. Yes, you have. So I want to make sure. I want to make sure you get all the knowledge. All the knowledge, Jesse Starcher. Alrighty. Absolutely. Um, so these bonus tracks here. Did you? By the way, did you tell your your scar symmetry story? I, I was going to finish it here. Let me let me go ahead. I'll finish it real quick. Okay. So, all right. Now, last concert you went to, did you hop in the pit? Oof. Um, no, because the last couple of concerts that I've been to, I've had seats. Uh, okay. All right. All right. So you 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 took it easy. But ha- had it been any other day, you probably would have jumped in there. And uh, and any other and under any other circumstances, so we didn't have much of a pit going on here at Scar Cemetery because there wasn't really a whole lot of people at this concert. Okay, so you can get up real close to the stage or as close as you wanted, pretty much. And I get up there, having a good old time, and I'm standing by these girls, and I, you know I'm not flirting, doing anything stupid like that. I'm just listening to music, bobbing my head. Um. And then this guy comes out of nowhere, and he knows apparently knows these girls, and he gets like right up on them, puts his arms around them, you know, and is sitting there talking to them to him for a few. And then I don't know if Arsis is on the stage. I can't remember who's on the stage. It might have been Scar Cemetery at the time. But all of a sudden, and he's got really, really long hair. I mean, it's, it's long hair. And, of course, if you have long hair, the, what you want to do is headbang. Now, Mark, I don't know if you've seen any pictures of me recently, but I certainly haven't rocked long hair. Uh, I probably haven't grown more than three inches of hair since 1999. And so I don't know what to do with, you know, I wouldn't know what to do with long hair. But, obviously, if I had it, maybe I would headbang. I don't know. This guy soon becomes the most annoying person i've ever met at a concert as he starts to headbang and his hair repeatedly hits me in the face like a whip i'm sitting there (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's just like whap 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 i mean and i'm like sitting there i'm like okay so i back up a little bit song goes off i kind of move up a little bit more he leaves doesn't leave the building it just goes away girls are still standing beside me Next song comes up. He runs right up there, puts his arms around the girl, and all of a sudden he's hit me in the face again with his fucking hair. Okay, now, I'm no fucking, you know, I'm no rocket scientist, but I understand the physics of things, and I guarantee that motherfucker had to have felt that he was hitting me with his long-ass hair. And I was like, what do I do in that situation? Do I... You know, do I sit there and, okay, just keep going with the music and not give a shit about the guy hitting me in the face? Or am I going to let my old ass uh, get upset about the fact that I'm continually beaten with locks of sweaty (laughs) brown hair in my face repeatedly? And this went on for like... I'm going to tell you the right answer is you shove him face first into the pit. (laughs) I mean, dude... I've never felt like I, – I, I was like, man, have I not been to a, rock, uh, a concert you know, in so long that shit like this is now – I'm so old it's starting to bother me. 
Because <laughs> I was like, no. this dude is doing this on purpose. He is literally doing this. Sh- at, you know, after the third time, I was like, this motherfucker is doing this shit on purpose. And the whole reason I thought of this was I watched the video for uh, the, it was whatever the, the first single was that Cradle of Filth dropped here off this album. And I saw one of the guitarists, you know, he had long hair and he was just swinging. He wasn't going insane, but he was just, he had a nice, you know, he had a nice rhythm going with his hair. And I was like, wait a second. And it took me back. I had like fucking PTSD flashbacks of that fucking Scar Symmetry concert. (laughs) So anyway, that's my, and that was my, the one complaint that I had at that concert. And dude, I'm telling you right now, Mark Radulich, there were at least, there, there were Tons of space on each side of this guy. Like he oh, could have easily done this over there. Go ahead. Can I ask this? Why didn't you just move then? I did. I, I did. Like, well, no. First off, there is. If you're standing in a spot and some dude comes up there and starts waving his head, who was there first? I was. Should I move? Yes. Or do I let this fucking headbanging aggressor hit me in my hit well, me you in have, my, you have you have three choices. Two choices. Stand there and three choices. You you stand there and get hit by hair, move or shove him forward. And when he turns around and be like, What the fuck, dude? He'd be like, You're hitting me with your hair. So I moved you. <laughs> uh, well, that's one, yeah. That's one to remember. Next time I go, the next next time I hit a metal concert, I yeah. And truth be told, so, I would just move. Like, like, like. I mean, I have moved away from people for far less annoying things than that. Uh, you know, I I just well, it's like if I can move, I will. If I if I can't, someone's getting shoved. You're you come to a point where you're like, surely this guy knows what the hell he's doing. He knows what he's doing to me. Why does he continue to do it to me? Uh, you're right. I should. I, I should just. I should have just moved, which I believe I did. Uh, here's my thing. My theory was he probably thought I was macking on those girls, and he was like, "I got an idea. I got a way of getting this guy out of here." Whap 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 whap. I turn on the head banging of uh, the the head the head of death here, and and swing my hair around and hit him in the face as many times as I can. And, oh, what I didn't know what I was doing. I'm just at a metal concert. I didn't know I was hitting you with yeah. my hair. <laughs> you, Play you, the next you just song. Damn it. You just should have pushed him. He's a douchebag. Yeah. All right. right. Um, into traffic, by the way. Just pushed him into oncoming traffic. All right. <laughs> this, is tra- <laughs> this is track nine. This is the night at Califac, Catafalc Manor. Sure.
looks badass right there. <laughs> ah, man. I I continually just am amazed at the amount of the amount of storytelling and and scenery that he sets up like at the beginning. Lightning fork like a bifurcate tongue. That's the first thing other than the obviously the blood-curdling scream that comes out of his mouth. The words that follow though are pretty amazing. Uh so yeah, yeah, I mean it's a cradle filth song. <laughs> and our prediction has come full circle. Um all right. We're gonna end with one of my favorite things. We're gonna end with a cover. This is I believe a cover of an annihilation song called Alice in Hell. Overall, I would give this album an A. 
you know, uh, there wasn't a lot of ambient noise on this. Uh, the song structure was pretty solid throughout. Very heavy stuff from Cradle of Filth. There was there was enough variation that I that it didn't feel samey to me. Uh, I just thought it was a great album. I mean, I, I would say the standout track for me is probably the the second single. Uh, you will know the lion by his claw. Um, so you know, I mean, Cradle of Filth is definitely not one that I listen to. You know, I, I'll, like I'll pick out a track and put it on a mix necessarily. It's one where I have to experience the whole album. And in many cases, they're doing concept albums, so it doesn't really pay to listen to it random or piecemeal. Kind of have to hear the whole story as it unfolds. All right. Well, as for myself, uh, <laughs> I mean, I prefaced going into this, uh, Cradle of Filth is not for me. It's just, uh, there's something that, uh, whether it be the vocals, I think as we continue to do this show week after week, I analyze, okay, why do I like an album versus why don't I like an album? And I think a lot of times it comes down to the vocals of an album. It can take it can it can really grab me, bring me in, or take me out. And unfortunately, Danny Filth and his his, his screaminess, banshee like wail, and the growls, <laughs> and his, his his antics, that whippersnapper. I just am not I, I'm not a fan. That doesn't mean it's not for everybody. I mean, there is clearly some holes, whether you be a nun or not, that can be filled by Cradle of Filth. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, ha ha, callback to about five minutes ago. Um, but yeah, there, there is, there, there's plenty of what I believe Cradle of Filth represents all over this album, and I absolutely get that gothic feel that they were shooting for. So I, I can see that, and that they succeeded. Um, the the album itself. For me, I don't think I'll be revisiting it anytime soon. There may be a song on here. Again, I agree with you. You will know the lion by his claw is probably a uh, one of the best ones off of here. And I almost really want to go check out the original Annihilator cover or the Annihilator song, Alice in Hell, just because I really enjoyed Cradle of Phil's take on it. And that that's what really got me going, hey, this actually sounds good. And what's funny, as I said, if this if this song represents what we're going to get on the album, I can't wait. And well, then I got schooled and, and uh, I understood after uh, Robert Cooper explained, uh, this is a cover. So clearly I'm not going to get exactly what I wanted there, but that's all right. Uh, so, but when it comes to technicality, lyrics, ladies and gentlemen, just listen to what we've played the past hour. There is some excellence here. So whether I like it or not, it has to have a thumbs up just because this isn't, you know, this isn't something where it felt like it was phoned in in any way. They had a concept. They had an idea. They shot for it. They succeeded in my opinion. So thumbs up for me. Good job. Cradle of filth. Make it another. Take it. Take three years before you drop the next album, so I don't have to cover it so soon. <laughs> All right. Uh, coming up next week uh, is your Antichrist superstar Marilyn Manson with Heaven Upside oh, Down. Oh jeez! What the hell is going on here? 
It's the Halloween season, baby. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. all the creepy and the spooky, the Adams family. We got Cradle of Filth bringing in the uh, the Halloween season, followed up by Marilyn Manson, and then not so much creepy and, and, and kooky. We're going to have Straight from the Past. And then we end with Motorhead. Motorhead with Undercover. Uh, last week, Jesse and I reviewed... We're saturating seven. Uh, we also <laughs> we also talked a little uh, DC meets. Oh, no, this week was DC meets Hanna Barbera. Uh, last week there was an on trial for Ballistic X versus Sever. Robert Winfrey and I talked a little Hannibal season one. Um, Damn you Hollywood was last night. We looked at the new Blade Runner. And tomorrow, um, we're going to put the old Blade Runner on trial, if we're going to attempt it. Uh, next week, Robert Winfrey and hopefully Robert Cooper will be joining me on a TV party tonight to discuss the new Voltron uh, that's dropping this coming Friday. The aforementioned Marilyn Manson, and that's it for that week. I'm fucking not taking Thursday off. The following week, we will have uh, This is Planet Hulk. Dun, 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 dun. Calling Planet Hulk. See, you got to use Planet Earth now as the opener for that. Apparently so. <laughs> little Duran Duran action. This is Planet Hulk. Um, that's how I do it. Rawr. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Hollywood. We'll be reviewing uh, Robert Winfrey's favorite movie, Geostorm. Oh, yeah, he's excited. Yeah, he is. Um, the aforementioned Stray from the Past. And then uh, to to lock out our Halloween season, the on trial, second on trial for the month of October, we'll be looking at Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Um, and then finally on Halloween itself, Robert Winfrey is going to twist my arm and give me noogies. He's going to make me watch Jigsaw and review it. And I will never sleep again. And then, as I said, finally, closing out the month of October, on November 1st, uh, we will be reviewing Motorhead Undercover. And that's it for all of our shows in the month of October. We hope you'll join us for those. Jesse, why don't you go ahead uh, do your side of the plugs. Sure, sure. Ladies and gentlemen, go give that Rattlich in Broadcasting Network Facebook page a like to stay up on top of all the great podcasts that we have to offer. If you haven't heard me say that in the past year, I hope you listen now because I'm going to keep saying it for the next year. Go check it out. Give it a like. Uh, we post a, a lot of the stuff that we do here on the network on that page. and We love to interact with you. Fans, I don't know if we have any because nobody says anything to us. I know there's a few out there, but hey, and that's what Facebook is for. Talk to us. Let us know what's going on. You can check out my show, Source Material. It's a comic book podcast, kind of like your book of the week or book of the month, however you want to think about it, where a few of us sit down and talk about a comic book or a storyline. Uh, just like Mark said, we had DC Hanna-Barbera just hit the airwaves this week on Monday. We have, prior to that, me and Ronnie Adams sat down and talked about a what-if issue uh, came out in 1992. What if Venom had possessed the Punisher? Yeah, that was a fun story where Venom is apparently able. If you didn't know this, folks, the Venom symbiote can produce Venom bullets and shoot them like a gun. Oh, yeah. Talk about your 
let's just say, go check out the episode. You can hear me grump about it all, all day long. Uh, and we talked about Inhumans. Did you know Inhumans is a show that's on TV right now? That's right. Mark Radulich covered – he went to I, – I think – did you go to the IMAX theater and watch this, you crazy son of a gun? I did. Jeez. Jeez. You could listen to that review. And, hey, on Source Material, we did, we did a story called – it was basically just called Inhumans. came out in 1998. It's a nice little primer. You could check it out. It's a, it's a fun little way to get introduction to the characters and a good story as well. Me, Ronnie Adams, and Mark Radlish discussed that one. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Go check out all the great content in the archives on blogtalkradio.com. We are on Stitcher, iTunes. Uh, we are on uh, Spreaker.com. Don't forget about our buddies over there on W2Mnet.com as well. They supply us with a lot of great wrestling content, uh, football content if you like, if you like sports. Check it out. We we got a lot of stuff coming over there uh, from there. So and they kind of they they post some of our stuff as well. Uh, but other than that, you can follow me at Stuznarki on Twitter, at SourceMattCast on Twitter as well. If you'd like to follow my show's Twitter, that's it, Mark Rattles. Let's, let's get out of here, man. All right. Thank you for joining us here on the Metal Hammer of Doom for Jesse Starcher, the disapproving dad. I am your Mandated reporter, and frankly, I am mortified. Be well, be safe, and behave.